Welcome back to For the Journey podcast. You probably already know this about me, but I'm a preacher's kid, and I really tried not to be the stereotypical rebellious preacher's kid. I don't particularly enjoy feeling like I've disappointed God. By that, I mean it's a rather miserable feeling. Plus, I figured I'd hear the joke about preacher's kids being the worst enough without living it. Probably my most rebellious act as a PK was developing a decided hatred for church camp. Although, now that I think about it, I did almost get kicked out of high school journalism over an overly opinionated editorial I refused to apologize for, almost plowed through a church while learning to drive. I thought I was slamming the brakes. Turns out it was gas. And contemplated dropping out of Bible college on numerous occasions. So maybe my rebellious streak was worse than I thought. But back to my hatred for church camp. I know that makes me sound awful. If church camp was your favorite part of summer, I'm thrilled for you. If you got saved or discovered your calling at church camp, I'm even more thrilled for you. But it just absolutely was not my thing. I went the one year it fell where my older sister and I could go together. Here's what I remember. Shortly after we arrived, right after head checks, that part's important, the girl in our cabin, who was so excited to be there it was obnoxious, had to leave. They told us she was homesick. Sassy little Sam was thinking, you lying church folks, I wasn't born yesterday. Needless to say, I did not want anywhere near the bunk she'd claimed. Then there was the morning I threw up standing in the never-ending breakfast line because it was miserably hot and I was starving. Unfortunately, that was not enough for me to get to go home. Let's see, what else do I remember? Oh yeah, we went swimming. And when we got out of the pool, someone had helped themselves to my sister's sandals. Yeah. Church camp was not the time of my life. I do still remember most of one of the songs. I liked it, and that's about all I liked. So, the next year, when my mother felt compelled to ask me if I cared to repeat the experience, this time without my sister, I shot her a very impressive death glare that let her know in no uncertain terms that if she tried to make me go, she'd have a battle of wheels on her hands and I would win. While church camp was so not my thing, I always loved vacation Bible school. With BBS, I only had to be around strange kids I didn't know for a couple of hours a night max. I still got to be home during the day. I still got to sleep in my own bed. If I didn't like the food, my mom would just make her pickiest eat or something when we got home. No head checks, no stolen shoes, no throwing up, I'm sure it has to do with my being an introvert, but VBS was just so much better than church camp in my book. I'm sure loving VBS and having attended multiple vacation Bible schools this summer, several years during my childhood, made diving into VBS for the first time was for the journey easier, but it was still challenging, really challenging. And since today's episode is when the journey is challenging, you get to hear more about it. From the moment I even started entertaining the notion of trying to develop a vacation Bible school, I knew my biggest hurdle would be music. I'm not particularly musical, and I'm definitely not a songwriter. So, music was going to be a problem. I mean, challenge. 
almost equally challenging was going to be finding the time to do it. At the time, I had a full-time job and a Saturday job. I was already writing Sunday school literature for four age groups, plus trying to do 30-day devotionals, which I seem to have nixed, and podcasts. I'm also not married, which means I'm single-handedly responsible for all the cooking, cleaning, laundry, yard work, etc., etc., that goes into running a household. Then, I try to be fairly involved in my church and even occasionally see family and friends. Basically, sometimes just thinking about my life makes me tired. How in the world was I going to add one more time-consuming thing? Those major challenges did not change the fact that I kept having VBS ideas floating around in my head that I couldn't turn loose of. Which brings me to our first point. When the journey's challenging, don't run. I'm as guilty as the next person about wanting everything I undertake to be easy and go smoothly, but that's hardly realistic. And besides that, we need to be challenged to grow. Thus, when our journey's challenging, we don't need to run away from the challenges in front of us. We need to face them head on. Turning to scripture, when God called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt in Exodus 4, after none of his excuses had held water and Moses had decided to do as God commanded him, God warned him it wouldn't be easy. He warned him Pharaoh wouldn't just say, oh sure, y'all go, the first time Moses stood before him. Leading the people out of Egypt was going to be a challenge, a process. And it certainly was, as was leading the children of Israel after they made it out of Egypt. But Moses didn't run. He didn't say, in that case, I changed my mind, I'm just going to go back to keeping my father-in-law's flocks. No, he embraced his calling and the challenges that came with it. And because Moses didn't run, he got to witness all God's wonders in Egypt and the wilderness. He received the law straight from the Lord. He got to see God's back as his glory passed by. He got to hold the stone tablets written on by the finger of God, and so on and so forth. I'm confident if we could ask him, Moses was glad he didn't run from the challenge God put in front of him. And, going back to my deciding to tackle VBS literature for the first time, I would have missed out on a lot of blessings if I hadn't decided to stop ignoring those ideas floating around in my head and give it a go, if I'd run the other way instead. If we run when God challenges us along our journey, we miss opportunities to experience His wonders, we miss opportunities to grow. Just because our journey is challenging doesn't mean it's time to run away. We need to rely on the Lord and face the challenges in front of us. But it's not enough just to decide not to run away. That decision merely puts us smack dab in the middle of challenges. Thus, our next point. When the journey's challenging, don't quit. Moses didn't get to quit the first time Pharaoh refused to let his people go. He didn't get to quit the first time the people weren't happy with his leadership skills, or the second, or the third time. David didn't tell God to find someone else to be the next king of his people when being the future king meant life on the run and facing all sorts of challenges. When Elijah felt like his prophetic call had become too much and just wanted to die, God didn't take his life. God didn't let him quit. He told him to get back at it. We can't quit when the journey is filled with challenges. In Luke 9:62, Jesus said, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. We have to press on, even when the journey's challenging. I was close to, if not halfway through, preparing my VBS director's guide, 
when I seriously considered abandoning the whole idea. If you caught December's podcast, you already know I went through a really depressing season. And in that time, I managed to fall behind on everything because I wasn't in the mood to do anything. So, coming out of it, I had, and still have, a lot of catching up to do. One night, mad at myself for falling so far behind and overwhelmed with trying to catch up, I was on the verge of deciding nixing VBS was the best way to go. The internal conversation went something like this. There's no way I'm going to have it ready in time. I still haven't even addressed the music issue. Plus, I'm not even capable of doing so. I might as well throw in the towel now. Shoot for next year, maybe. Maybe not. Then I got to thinking about how much time and work I had already put into it. Then that stubborn side of me that really, really hates to fail or admit defeat kicked in. Then what really did it was when the Lord reminded me I was absolutely right about not being able to address the music issue, but that he could. And inspiration started to strike. Suddenly, quitting was no longer an option. When the journey's challenging, it's not time to quit. It's time to dig in. Time to keep right on plowing. I think this might be turning into my longest podcast ever, but if I haven't bored you to tears and you're still with me, I just have one last point. And I kind of already hinted at it with my VBS music struggle. When the journey's challenging, don't doubt that the Lord makes you able. Well able, even. When Moses sent the twelve spies to check out the promised land, ten of them saw a challenge too great for them to face. But Caleb was confident they weren't just able, but well able to possess the land, and Joshua was with him. They knew the Lord was with them and would give them the land he'd promised them. It didn't matter how strong the people of the land were or how great their cities. Caleb and Joshua knew the challenge wasn't too much for them, not with God on their side. When your journey is challenging, know that with God on your side, you're well able to face every challenge. Know you can overcome. God's prepared you, he's equipped you, and he'll bring you through, blessing you, maturing you, and amazing you along the way. To recap and wrap up this episode, sometimes life is challenging. Sometimes we have more responsibilities than time and energy. Sometimes the task or tasks in front of us are just downright difficult. So, when the journey's challenging, one, running away is not an option, two, quitting is also not an option, and three, doubting the Lord makes you able to face each and every challenge along the way is not an option. Thanks so much for listening to this month's episode of For the Journey Podcast, and God bless. Oh, and since I droned on and on about it, if you are interested in or would like more information about For the Journey Vacation Bible School, email me at forthejourneyliterature at gmail.com. Promise I'll hush now.